Mountain Wedding Talk, your weekly go-to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts, Patricia and Erica. Hey, welcome back to Mountain Wedding Talks. I'm Patricia. And I'm Erica. <laughs> so we have just, we're just so excited with this, with this series today because we get to say wedding stories. We, we have so much. You have to consider that, you know, Erica and I, we, we've done so many things in the, I hate to say it, 50 combined years, um, you know, and so we're going to give you some highlights of some good and bad stories in our careers. And we have seen everything. Of course, every time I say I've seen everything, another <laughs> wedding comes up and I'm just like, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, there's that. So do you want to begin? Because I, you know, because this is, this is going to be the fun part. <laughs> We're not going to use any names, no or dates no. or locations. So, you know. No. I'm not going to call anybody out like that, but we're just going to share some of our experiences and uh, what what has happened. Yeah, and I, I I will be very kind and not mention any venue names or anything like right. that as well. Um, but I'm going to go into you know a couple a destination couple I met, and they literally recruited me probably a year and a half in advance, and um, it was a Catholic wedding. Um, an offsite venue, but during COVID. So we went ahead and we planned everything and, you know, we met and, and all of that good stuff and um, pretty elaborate wedding, you know, so there was buses involved. There was all of, um, you know, trying to move 250 people from one point A to point B kind of thing. So we booked a beautiful venue. We've got the church all taken care of. And then we get closer and Washington shuts down. We go, okay, plan B. What could that look like? Let's see. So we go over to Idaho. So we looked at a couple of venues and mom and the bride got so excited. They completely forgot they had a plan. <laughs> so they went off and they got a venue. Didn't include me because I'm now in Mexico. Oh, having a grand time, you know, so I'm going, okay, no communication, so forth. I knew they were at a venue and I said, you know what? They're two very, very intelligent ladies. Let's just go for it. So then I'm getting bombarded with all these contracts and I'm going, you know, so I, oh gosh, you know, I didn't have any time to look at them. I'm on my phone and thinking, oh my gosh, they've already signed them. So let's fast forward to the event as we get closer. So not only did our couple want a live band. So now I'm, I'm searching for a live band in their price point, Philadelphia, Portland. So finally found one in Portland, had them come out and so forth. But guess what? The venue in tiny little letters said it was a quiet venue. Oh, what does no. that mean? A quiet venue. <laughs> with a band with horns. Oh, how'd that so, pan out? <laughs> So, you know, decibel meters were coming out, all yeah. this kind of as well. Band is, I'm at the church, band leaders calling me and going, 
the venue owner won't let me even do a sound check because I'm already over the decibels and anyway. So I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, so let me get intelligent about all of this. So we get there and they hashed it all out and I was able to calm everybody down and, and they kept measuring the decibels. So we finally, I finally found an expert about decibels, pulled them to the venue and taught them how to use their decibel meter and where to stand because why why would you go inside a tent where your decibels of talking is already over their right. criteria right they're just crazy but you know it was it was a hardship um it was one that i never want to have happen again <laughs> and you know and i'm not one for bashing any venue anything like that i just don't, that's not my style but be careful when you're looking at your contracts and read them so carefully, you know, and take a look at that because when it says it's quite a quiet venue, that that's a big red flag. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, and I just, mean, what are you know, supposed to do? Like not dance, like right. no dancing at the wedding. Yes. It was just crazy. I mean, you know, and that, and that's just one nightmare uh, that I had to go through as well. <laughs> of, of well, many. I have, I have, um, I've got a couple, one or two. Uh, the first one I'm going to share um, was at a, I can't even, I can't even say that because everybody will know exactly where it is. Um, we had this wedding and during the course of the night, there was this, um, this young girl who, and there was a DJ and she was trying to be very provocative in front of the DJ. And I just remember him looking at me going, Erica, I can't look because I will be arrested because she's underage. I said, yes, that's why I'm standing here. So, you know, cause I have to make sure that she can't call, you know, whatever. So just to put this into perspective, this, she was 16. She was not, she was wearing a very short dress and she did not have panties on. So oh my she was lifting her skirt up, uh, lifting her dress up in front of the DJ. And the whole time, this poor guy, I so feel for him. Oh God. Um, he's just like, he's just staring at me going, I, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? So I'm, you know, evidently she's had a lot to drink, obviously. So I'm trying to find her parents. Well, it turns out her parents are half naked running a train on the dance floor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, I don't think that's going to that's going to work out so well. So, you know, I I I take the the young girl and I'm like, why don't we ha- why don't we sit down and, you know, have a drink and she's just, you know, all over the place. In the meantime, I've got there's a there was a dance floor, but then there was a staircase that was over top of the dance floor. And I had a gentleman who decided he was going to crowd dive into the dance floor. So he gets up there and I'm like, dude, you cannot do this. The bride comes up to me and says, you know what? It's okay. He's, he's been, um, he, they just had triplets or twins or something. And this is the first time they've been out. So they can do that. I said, no. They can't because if he jumps into the crowd and dives into the crowd, he's going to land on people and hurt them. 
And if he doesn't land on people, he's going to land flat on the dance floor and hurt himself. Now, where the, the venue was, was not exactly easy to get to. We did not have service. We did not have, you know, any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of, that was kind of interesting. Um, to this day, I still give the DJ a hard time. About oh gosh. Poor guy. Is, I don't, I don't think he's I ever, I don't think he's oh. gotten over it yet. It was like years ago and I still don't oh, think it's he's probably embedded in, in your brain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Yes. You know, and I, and we, when you take a look at stories and then, then the couples you get that love them all and, you know, as a planner, coordinator, designer, whatever we are called, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, fixers, you name it, <laughs> we carry duct tape and carry, carry crazy glue. How many, t- how but, many times have you been up a bride's dress trying to fix something? Don't <laughs> <laughs> them in many a times, but you know, I, I, I was just kind of dumbfounded by my bride who decided to buy everything on Craigslist. Oh, geez. Okay. And she did, and she didn't open any of the boxes and and then she just handed it to me that day. (laughs) So that was a challenge. Three quarters of the items were broken and so forth. So, you know, um, you get your magic wand out and you just make it all happen. I know we're not on, but... <laughs> you got your I'm wand. holding up a, a, a wand that I have I that it. I use for for magic. It's and- it's cool, and I like the color. It's lavender with pink and, and all that yeah. stuff. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but you know, and that's and that is just one of many um, hiccups. You know, I've had where it's what ninety some odd degrees, and I'm watching that cake just go. Oh my go, gosh! Go, go. yeah. Um, and thank goodness we had a Safeway nearby and just run and go get it. And yeah. you know, they're kind of surprised because they're cutting a cake that's not the one that they originally had. But I had a I had a bride that um, she wanted. So the layer cake, she wanted chocolate as the base and then vanilla and no chocolate, lemon and then vanilla. And the problem with that, if you don't know anything about cakes, is chocolate isn't as dense. So it's harder to use as a base. That's why a lot of cakes, most cakes, like every cake, has um, a vanilla base or a white base because it's denser and it holds up better. So it can, it can, you know, hold everything. Um, Lemon, you know, and everybody has to have fillings because, well, Mm -hmm. you know, we got to have fillings. So the lemon was a lemon cake, which is a little less dense. It's not as not dense as, as the chocolate, but it's, it's still not as dense as the vanilla. And there was, you know, obviously cream in there because, well, we must do that. And, you know, then the densest part up at the top. It's yeah. 96 degrees outside. I had to go pick up the cake. So I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was in the front seat. I had to like build um, oh. a thing so that it was flat so that I yep. could, you know. And of course, I don't know how you are when your car, when you're going to events, but mine is packed. Like I played yeah. Tetris for years thinking <laughs> it's going to come in handy one day. And people laughed at me. And now, my tech, my Tetra skills have, have helped me immensely. I love it. This. I mean, hello. So, you know, so I get the cake there. 
I get the cake in the refrigerator, which of course the refrigerator wasn't really working because it's, you know, it's in a barn and it's some old refrigerator that they've had for, you know, God knows how long, and it doesn't get very cold. And so I, I get, you know, I move the shelves around, they get the cake in there and fantastic. The whole cake is supposed to have like this caramel that's dripping around it. Oh yeah. 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 Really. I mean, it was really cute. Awesome. Um, so by the time we got the cake out, because then I had to carry the cake out. And like you said, you know, everything starts sliding. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I am not dropping this cake. I don't care if it's, you know, if I am head to toe in icing, I'm not dropping this cake. So I had to walk, you know, downstairs and across the field, you know, to the tent. Yeah. God got the cake up there, fixed it. So it's not like, you know, the leaning tower of Pisa anymore. And the bottom was because the bottom was chocolate, the top started sinking into it. Oh, God. <laughs> it, was, oh it was great. It was great. Oh, my God. So um, needless to say, the cake did not get cut because yes. the bride had a hissy fit because um, how come the cake's falling? And I mm-hmm. wanted to say, well, because you had to have chocolate as the base, even though you were told not to do that. She was told that yeah. not to do that by the baker. The baker said, bad idea. Nothing good's going to happen to this. And the bride said, you know what? I don't care. I'm not listening to you. This is what I want. Wow. Yeah. So sometimes you really should listen to your vendors because they know what they're talking about. Oh, no kidding. So that's the wedding I learned all about cake. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> well, I, I have a wedding where I learned all about tents. Oh, gosh. So, you know, we had two days of beautiful weather, you know, leading up to it. So we said, yes, go ahead, erect those tents and and make it happen. So we get those tents out there and um, we had our wedding rehearsal and it was all good. And, you know, the clouds started coming in. I'm thinking, you know, I'm looking at the weather and I'm like, okay, well, you know, 15 mile an hour winds, maybe not so bad. Well, we go out to set up for the wedding itself. So the ceremony's already set up, kind of picture that. Then we have the tents over in the area for the reception area. Um, it's over by the Snake River. It's just really pretty. Mm-hmm. So um, I come back and I'm trying Snake to- Snake River and work- then Wyoming, if anybody- oh, yeah. <laughs> we, Basically, I'm trying to work around the tent while it's fluttering. And I'm, you know, having been around tents that are pretty sturdy and, and know what it, takes to kind of be you know erect mm-hmm. during a windstorm well you know i'm i'm looking at going okay is this tent going to collapse well it did so how big was the tent you know, it was what do you call those they're like um more rectangles 40 by it was pretty big i mean it, it was it was going to hold 150 people underneath was it, it a frame or was it a, a pole yeah it was more of a frameish okay. Very, okay um yeah and unfortunately it didn't have the tie downs to the side weren't really taught. Oh, you know, so it had it had way a way of moving. Right. And right. so it started basically the rods, I guess is what it called. Uh-huh. They bent. So God. fast forward a little bit. 
we're looking around, looking around, looking around. And I'm like, we see this barn. It's full of hay, you know, and it's this <laughs> big circular hay things. And I go, we have exactly two and a half hours. And I said, can we make this happen? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. So thank goodness, you know, I'm not a farm girl. So all these tractors came out with these funny little things and they are, they're the ones where you, it's a single rod that goes in because these, these hay bales are circular. Right. Right. Well, I'm sorry. They just did the most magnificent job. They took, they took all the hay, the hay bales, there we go, out of the barn and did, did because we had porty pots too. So they did this little like, private area for them and so the bride could walk into it we like the description you had about taking the field and making it smooth and rocks because you know they threw rocks in there so you could walk and so forth oh my gosh um so in two and a half hours we took a, a, a working barn and made it a venue wow and i go oh my gosh so that was a whole tent thing and knowing now i would have never said yes to the tent (laughs) because you know i'm like but we're limited to our resources out here so that was what we had but you know in retrospect if you if they were tied down a little more firmer we couldn't have survived that wind oh geez you know so it's amazing some of the things that we were up against so i had a wedding Again, it, it it was it was at a ski resort, and I had and it was in March, so it, there was snow. And if you've been to a ski resort, you know that you know you've got to go up a hill. I mean, there's you know there's up. So we had to bring. Um, we used this one part of the the bar restaurant, and but I only had two hours to to flip the room. Um, and not two consecutive hours because the, um, the mother of the bride wanted, she didn't want to use any of the tables and chairs that were already in there. So we had to remove all the tables and chairs from the restaurant and bring in new tables and chairs and then decorate. So it was how many we, it was, it wasn't a really big wedding. I think there was 75 people and, I had to bring in, I think there were six of us that we came in the first hour, took all the tables out and all the chairs out, and then put all the the new tables and chairs in. So that was one hour. Then we had to wait five hours because they refused to close the bar and everything. Because they didn't want to. So we had to wait, wait it out. Um, And then five hours later, we came in and decorated everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) it was awesome. Um, (laughs) You know what? But we did it. And, you know, you know, I had told her, I said, you know, I was very hesitant at first about it because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is impossible. You can't possibly flip a room in two hours, you know, that aren't consecutive. I mean, like even, I mean, two hours straight, you know, it's, it's, it's easier, but 
trying to do it in in shifts like that because what happened is when we put all the new tables in before we decorated during those five hours, everybody in the restaurant sat at those tables. So oh, when yeah. we came in to, you know, to decorate, we had to wipe down the tables and clean everything. And most of the time, I mean, there was some stuff that we had to bust the tables. So that took, you know, another 10 minutes off of our time. So we only had 15 minutes to, to do everything. So that was fun. Oh, yeah. That's great. We actually, oh. Um, when the band came, we had, um, at the, at the resorts, they've got those plows that rake the, 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 the slopes. Mm -hmm. We actually hooked up a sled to that tractor to get things up. Oh my gosh. To the, to the venue. It was awesome. (laughs) Looking back, it was hysterical, but, um, and it was very stressful and my God, you know, we made it happen. But Lord, at the time, I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. That's it. I'm never doing this venue again. I'm never doing it. And when there's snow out, no, not flipping a yep. room. If, unless I have, you know, the right amount of hours and that's just it. But, you know, I yeah. know it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it, it brings me back to uh, a venue that I worked at and, um, you know, let the whole season go by and found out they got a divorce and came back to the venue when the snow was gone and almost cried because I'm, I've got a wedding coming up in July and the snow kind of melts what may, whatever, but it was so overgrown. So I had no idea that the year before was already, the the venue wasn't taken care of. Yeah. And um, so I recruited my husband and we weed whacked the entire property. It's 53 acres. And so we just concentrated on, you know, main, mainly where the ceremony was going to be and mainly where the right. reception was going to be and all that good stuff. Um, painted. I mean, I went overboard because I just didn't want my bride to be unhappy. She was, that was her ultimate. And the wedding was awesome. It went off without a hook in, in that respect, you know, she was, I mean, to this day, she still talks about it and so forth, but <laughs> the behind the scenes stuff that did occur, and it was so sad. And I guess because of the divorce created some issues with the husband uh-huh. and he basically partied, he like, they rented out, you know, this, the big farmhouse to let people use it. He's in their refrigerator to helping themselves. He was hitting on the guests. He was, you know, so all this other stuff behind the scenes I had to handle, you know, and thank goodness her parents knew, you know, what I was dealing with. So they, they, they helped me and I asked for assistance from some big burly guys. And I said, (laughs) I really need your help. I really need your help to make this because I, you know, I didn't want the rest of the guests to see all this happening. Right. And so, you know, but. I am still tickled to this day that the couple just think it was the best day ever. And they, and they talk about it as they want to relive that day again and all that stuff. So the hardship that I saw didn't translate to the guests, which I'm so grateful, but man, that's, a, that's, the, 
I think that's the most nerve wracking is, you know, when you've got all these issues going on in the background and, yeah. you know, you don't want anybody to know <laughs> what's no. happening and, you know, to try to keep everybody, you know, and sometimes you can't do that because <laughs> this is going to be my last story for today. Okay. Okay. COVID, the COVID wedding. It was the first COVID wedding. So at the time we had, we had been, oh God, we've been working on this, this damn wedding for probably two years. And um, the, we were going to have it out at this one venue and, you know, it, it was going to be great. Well, then COVID hit. So what we had to do was I told her, I said, well, um, we can only have 50 people. And she was not having that. And I said, look, in city limits, you know, that's it's just the way it is. We cannot have more than 50 people. So she's like, well, I can't have that big venue and only have 50 people because at the venue, there are even more restrictions. So we canceled the venue because, you know, we were able to because of COVID. And um, she decided, well, let's have it in our backyard. Their backyard was, oh, pretty small. (laughs) And um, (laughs) so, you know, it was one of those where, okay, well, we can make it work with 50 people. You know, we can situate the tables a certain way and then have everybody go off to do cocktail hour and then come back. And in that time, we can flip the flip it to reception. So, you know, we had the, the ceremony set up first and then reception. Fantastic. That's wonderful. It was October and we had a, so the night before, because so there was a rehearsal, you know, um, we put, we did get a tent just to, you know, just in case, because it was supposed to rain and we got everything set up the night before for this, for the rehearsal dinner. And then we came in that morning, set up for the ceremony. Well, it rained a lot, a lot. <laughs> and I had to go, you know, the bride's just freaking out. And, you know, which I don't blame her because, you know, it's the biggest day and now, you know, this. So I'm like, all right, I need to find more tents because it literally is going to rain all day and, and it's cold. So it's, you know, it's like 30, 40 degrees outside and it's raining. So, you know, so I get there the next morning and because of all the rain, the tent that we had, the water had pooled in the top. So, you know, I got to get that water off. Well, my assistant was just laughing at me the whole time because, you know, I push up on it, not thinking, and all the water comes down and I get soaked. So I am, I am literally like a wet cat from head to toe, freezing my butt off. Um, But I got to, I got to figure out this tent situation. So I go to Walmart and I get a bunch of 10 by 10s because I can't call the rental company because number one, they don't have any 10 by 10 tents and there's just not been anything available. So I go and get a bunch of tents, put them up, you know, 
kind of strategically put everything places. The bride's so unhappy because all she wanted was, you know, the nice backyard wedding with stars and, you know, the bistro lights and, and all that. And we couldn't do that because it was pouring. So, you know, the yard's muddy. (laughs) Everything was muddy. Um, I ended up, um, because we couldn't have a catering staff, we ordered from um, a, a, a Mexican restaurant, and I ended up doing all the catering. Oh, like, my God. I said everything because she wanted to do family style yeah. because we couldn't do a buffet because there's no room for a buffet. We couldn't do plate it because we can't we don't have the staff for it. So family style was kind of like that's your option. So I had three servers and me and my assistant. So there were four of us and I don't know, it just, it just happened. And people are, you know, for the most part, people were pretty okay with it and they understood, but you know, at the same time I got called a lot of names and I was, you know, I, I got, I got told that how horrible I was and that's fine. You know, I've got thick skin. It's good. Um, but it was, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you try your best to resolve the problem. And, you know, most of the guests, they were fine. In fact, I think the only ones, there were only about four people, maybe three that were just not happy at all with the entire situation. I'm like, well, I don't, you know, I can't, I can't control the weather. I, I can't, right. you know, it's COVID. We can't do groups any more than 50 and she had 50 guests. So we had actually 55 people there. And wow. You know, in this tiny little space that it is just it's um yeah, it you just you just roll with it. You do. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on, on the bandwagon of chairs for just a second and it'll be my last story as well. But you know, when you when you take a look at cutting costs, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you're asking the guests to carry a chair. Right. Which you know, and they're now walking over pebbles and rocks and whatever to get back over to the pavilion. And for some reason, there are already some chairs around the table. Well, what are the guests going to do with these chairs? Right. So now they're stacking up against whatever, you know, uh-huh. all around the pavilion. I'm thinking that the venue owners are going to be there to, you know, these are, these are now, they're stacking up neatly and then all of a sudden they're not. They're right. starting to fall so forth. So there I was moving, well, I think 150 chairs, still trying to organize the the reception, you know, as people are trying to sit down and so forth and not, I don't know, I, I kept falling over those chairs as well. But that that was a true nightmare. So my, my chair dilemma and debacle is just get more chairs and have them for both locations. I'm you know so what? Even if you get... Because like here, the the um, those metal chairs, those metal plastic chairs, whatever, you know, they're they're a dollar fifty a piece. Um, yeah. the, the more decent chairs are two fifty a piece, and then you know, there's the next step up, which is the fruit wood, which is like five, yeah. and yeah. then you know, your shavarias are seven fifty or eight dollars or whatever. So you know. You can either just buy two, you know, just rent two sets or you're going to pay for the um, the labor 
to get so yeah, either I mean, way you're gonna pay and a yeah, lot I mean, of a lot of planners and and stuff um have started implementing that if you're going to have me if you're only going to order one set of chairs i am going to charge you x amount of money to move those chairs so you might as well just order them and the rental companies here they'll set them up but they will set the fee i mean it costs it costs money it's like they I'm charge like a dollar a dollar a chair to set it up. I so, know and then yeah. you can have them move it, but again, it's gonna be another dollar to to move it. Right. So just order the yeah. Chair. I mean, I, I had to do that. I just sent out a proposal with that because they they want me to move 50 chairs mm -hmm. to the venue, and there is no path really to get the chairs there. Oh, yeah. So you know, um, still trying to muddle through it, but I'm charging per chair. Oh, you know, God. I had a, I had a <laughs> wedding at a, um, there's a place. Do you know where the, um, that 20,000 silver dollar place is? Yes. Okay. There is a tree farm, whatever venue that's right there. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's in the woods. Um, it's like two, $300 to rent the place. Uh, oh, wow. the entire and you know there's bunk houses and, and stuff you can stay there there's a full kitchen that you can do everything <laughs> it's really cool um but where the chairs are located like you have to go and take get the chairs and the tables and bring them out yourself so i'm sitting there like oh my god i know i said it was my last story but this is my last story i'm like how am i gonna get all these so my assistant and i like we loaded up the back of my rav you know, and just, just, that's how we transported all the chairs from, you know, where they were kept over to the, the ceremony site. And it was just like, it was such a cluster because they, you know, it's just, I mean, transporting chairs is, is unless you have like a truck that you yeah. can have them in those, you know, they were all loose. So, Oh God. Yeah. So they weren't in those, um, you know, they have, so a lot of, of places they have these little container things so that they stack up nice. And if it falls over, yeah. you don't, you know, have a mess. Yeah. Well, they didn't have that. It was just all, you know, 200 loose chairs. So wow. you have to like, you know, so oh, one by one, we're, you know, <laughs> we're loading them in. So I think I could get 25 chairs in my car. And, uh, and then we drove them over. So it was, it was literally, I think we did four trips and then we had to put them all back because, you know, we can't leave them out. So, but yeah, that was fun. That's crazy. I love chairs. Love yeah. them. Love Don't them. Me no chairs for me. <laughs> Maybe we should just have a chair story day. So I tell you. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I, I think, I think that's, that's about it for story time <laughs> until, until our next story time next month. Um, I know. next, the next, uh, next week we are going to be talking about booking your photographer. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Nope. We're going to talk about choosing your venue. And I know we talked a little bit about that, but we're going to, we're going to go more in depth. We're all about in depth. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go more in depth about just and we, talking. And we may, be on, we may be on location. You never know. We may be on location. I mean, it'll, it'll be fun. All right. Um, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. 
as always. And um, again, if you have any questions or you want to make a comment or, you know, just say hi, um, contact us at hello at mountainweddingtalk.com and we will see you maybe talk at you uh, next week. So Patricia, it was a pleasure. I love hearing your stories. Thank you. It was likewise. <laughs> oh boy. And you know what? We've got so many more. Tons and tons. You betcha. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone. And uh, until next time. You've been listening to Mountain Wedding Talk, your weekly go-to for inspiration and education for your beautiful Rocky Mountain wedding with your hosts, Patricia and Erica. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at mountainweddingtalk.com. Thanks for listening.